Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast of thevikingage.com. We do this every Monday and Thursday night right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel at 6.15 Central Time. And if you miss it, don't worry, we are podcasting the next day on Apple and Spotify. My name is Chris Ed. I'm the contributor for the Viking Age along with a variety of other websites Along with my co-host, the managing editor of the Viking Age, Adam Patrick. And Adam, I, for one, am glad to be here tonight because after what the Wild did to me, I am just happy to talk about a team that never lets us down. <laughs> um, I'm happy to be here. How about you? Oh, I'm happy to be here. Always uh, nice to talk Vikings even when there's not a lot going on. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, uh, probably a nice change of pace for, for you and other Minnesota fans that have been, uh, disappointed during the last few weeks when it comes to playoffs and in Minnesota sports, but you know, now you got the twins to, to think about. And then, uh, the optimism, uh, surrounding the Vikings until, you know, October comes around and, and their world, you know, starts to spiral as well. So, so right now, you know, the Vikings are here to save people. Well, sir, we got the twins. I mean, uh, their superstar outfielder has the knees of a 70-year-old, apparently. So <laughs> he's got Sam Bradford's um, knees. He's got Sam Bradford's knees. It, it <laughs> is not looking great. So basically, when you say, well, you got the twins to look forward to, we all know how that's going to end up because the Yankees are like 23-9 and nine right now. So they'll probably get the Yankees to get swept and uh, continue the longest postseason losing streak in the history of North American sports. Just one win. That's all I need, yeah. right? Come on, just get one. Just one. One win. Just one before I die. Just, just one it's playoff totally win. It's different for the Twins <laughs> than it is uh, the Vikings. The Timberwolves have more playoff wins in the past uh-huh. 18 years than the Twins do. Uh-huh. Like, that is that is something else. Um, mm-hmm. But let's dive into it. Enough about Minnesota sports misery. We, we can hold off for another couple months when that comes to the Vikings. But Pro Football Focus has graded everybody's offseason, which means they have graded the Vikings. And before we get into the, what they said, let's recap the offseason, just in case you've been living under a rock. Uh, the Vikings fired Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman. They replaced them with Quasi Adolfo Mensa and Kevin O'Connell. They extended Kirk Cousins and restructured several veterans, kicking a lot of money down the road. They brought in Zadarius Smith and Harrison Phillips in free agency. Uh, they brought in competition at the guard position, including Chris Reed and Jesse Davis. Uh, they made two trades within their division during the NFL draft, selected Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth Jr. as their top two picks. And if you want to throw Ed Ingram and Brian Asamoah in there, they're both important as well. So with all of that in mind, what did Pro Football Focus think? Well, when it came to free agency, they gave them a grade of below average. Their draft grade was a B. 
but their overall grade was a C plus. Adam, we'll start here. Do you agree with Pro Football Focus's grades? Uh, I like the draft grade. I think I think B more more like as we get further away from the draft, I feel like they had a, a pretty good draft as far as uh, getting a, a handful of picks within the first few rounds. Uh, unlike past drafts where the Vikings would get a handful of picks in the, the final few rounds. So I would rather have the those those picks come in the first few than, than the last few. As far as the it's the C plus for was it free agency or just the entire offseason? I think entire offseason, right? Um mm-hmm. that would mean that they graded their free agency so they gave them a B in the draft. Free agency is probably around like a D plus or a C minus. Uh if they're giving them a C plus for the whole offseason, which I kind of would agree because um they're just kind of running it back with the same roster that Rick Spielman built, um, who they fired. So, you know, it's a little confusing because they, they, yes, they signed free agents. They signed Zedaria Smith. They signed Harrison Phillips. But, like, none of the free agents they signed were, like, significant additions. Like, like sure, Zedaria Smith might, he could make a big difference in the pass rush. But, like, like Chris, Chris Reed, like, is he going to step in? Like he's never, he's not, he's never been like a pro bowl guard or, a, or all pro guard. He's one of the same kind of guards that the Vikings have had all the time. Um, and we're just hoping that he's better than Ali Udo or better than Drew Samia or better than Garrett Bradbury, which is a very low, low bar to clear. Um, so I tend, I tend to agree. I would maybe, Give them a B minus. I might give them a B minus, but C plus. I'm I'm not going to really argue with. I think it's it's a it's fine. It's fine. I think it falls in line with everything this team has done this offseason. It's above average because I feel like that's what this team is striving for. Mm-hmm. And now they could say they're looking for a Super Bowl, which of course they are. I mean, they want to win a Super Bowl, right? But I mean, everything they've done is to extend the life and evoke of an above average team. I think, you know, last year, I think the Vikings underachieved a little bit with everything that was going on behind the scenes with the COVID shots, mm-hmm. Mike Zimmer, not really being happy, holding the third round hostage. It wasn't happy. Everything there. Oh, wait, what's that? I said, Mike Zimmer wasn't happy. What are you talking about? No, not at all. He looked he's like so the jo- happiest guy in the room. Um, <laughs> he's just so warm and friendly with the media, but I mean, it, I I just think it's an overall disappointment for Viking fans because mm-hmm. I think when Quasi and KOC came aboard, everybody's like, "All right, new regime, let's go, let's turn over a new leaf, let's uh, burn this thing to the ground." A lot like what Chicago is doing, or mm-hmm. like I've alluded to, the perfect off season for the Vikings would have been what Philadelphia did, where they kind of looked and they said, mm-hmm. "Okay, we're rebuilding here." But let's see what move can put us over the top right now. So they trade a first-round pick. They get A.J. Brown. uh, And they set themselves up for next year. If there's a quarterback that's unhappy, Philadelphia suddenly is an intriguing destination. Or if they find themselves with the Saints pick in the Saints crater, they can take one of the top quarterbacks in the draft. And suddenly they are in the rookie quarterback window. Like the Vikings didn't do anything to set them up for the future. It's an all or nothing 20, uh, what year is it? 2022 uh, 
they all run together because it's the same thing. It's the same goal. It's let's get in the playoffs and let's get hot and see what happens. And I think Kevin O'Connell's going to have a different approach to getting there than Mike Zimmer did. But I, I just think that the Vikings right now are just going down the same path. And I think that's why their grade has been a little bit lower. Do you think uh, any of the moves made by, well, like, I guess not necessarily moves, but some of the players that the Packers lost might have impacted some of the Vikings' decisions this offseason? Like, they lose Devontae Adams, they lose Adarius Smith, they lost a couple other people, too. Um, And and the Vikings are like, oh, maybe we can, you know, this will be the year we can overtake them, so let's try and keep the same guys that we have that hasn't worked for the last four years. But let's see if they can work this time. And we can overtake the Packers, even if it means like we finish like 10 and seven and we win the division. Like that's, is it, do you think that is something that might've impacted their decisions this, this off season? I want to say yes, because I think the owners are pulling the strings here Yeah, because uh, the Vikings put out a video about the war room and how, what it was like during the draft and everything else. And they didn't that's get pretty too good. much into the Detroit trade. Yeah. Mike uh, VEN does wonderful work actually yeah. when it comes to those documentaries and That's everything. Um, yeah. Actually, overall across the board, I shouldn't say it's just the documentaries. Oh, but, yeah. Um, the documentaries are great stuff and that's always interesting to me but like ziggy and mark wilf are sitting there in front row just kind of like yay this is well, fun i'm in the war room yay. and they were like they're like they're like what's going on what's why are you doing that why are you trading your picks and they, they like explain to them like why it's a good thing that they're they're trading and everything so yeah you can you can you can see a little bit of the like like what are you doing why are you doing this uh so i'm sure there's been a lot baby. i'm yeah i'm sure there's been a lot of that this offseason and um i'm sure there's a lot that we haven't seen that that's kind of similar to that but yeah uh it's funny that you mentioned the bears because i think the lions are doing something similar too where they're they're setting themselves up for a team for next year to like you said get a get a quarterback who might be disgruntled like a kyler murray or something and then or or draft a quarterback and then they'll be ready to roll. Um, so it's kind of uh, I don't know. I guess it's kind of disappointing that the Vikings aren't taking a similar approach because I feel like they're a better run organization than the Lions. Um, but maybe it'll take some rude awakening to kind of open the eyes of the people above Quasi Fomensa and Kevin O'Connell to kind of be like, hey, we need to we need to take a step back or two to, to kind of move forward. Um so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. And it could work. I, I mean I'm not totally oh, yeah. against what they did. It, it's like I said, it's just disappointing. I, I feel like this is a window to really position yourself in the NFC. And they could still do it. They could still win the North. Um, we'll kind of talk a little bit more about this later in the show, but, um, it, it just, you have all these guys that are over the age of 30 and you're bending over backwards to keep them around. And, and I mean, getting back to the Wilfs, I feel like they kind of did the same thing where it was just like, yeah, we need it. We need to keep Adam Thielen here. We need to keep all these guys here. You got to make a big free agent splash. Like, they're trying to be Jerry Jones without actually having like the Jerry Jones persona. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, uh, we don't have Jerry Jones or no, we can't get, I, I botched the joke, but uh, we've got, we've got we Jerry, Jones at home. Jerry Jones. We have Jerry Jones at home. That's what I'm yeah. trying to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like yeah. that at this point. And it's almost mm-hmm. annoying. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I know 
well, no, no. negative, whatever. No, no, no. Like it, it's borderline annoying to see the owners just kind of try and make up for lost time because they bought a soccer team, you know? Yeah, I think I think the best I think you look around the league and the best owners are the ones that aren't really involved or the best teams are the ones that have the owners that aren't really involved, like the Patriots, like Bob Kraft has his say or whatever, but he doesn't really do. He's not going to involve himself in personnel decisions. Same thing with a team like the Steelers, who have always been good. Uh, you know, I even I mean, <laughs> can't say the Packers because they have, you know, 100,000 owners. Um, so that doesn't really count with their sheet of paper. Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of good teams around the NFL, like their owners are just kind of like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll give you the resources, but you know, you, you guys, you guys are the football guys, like, like Ziggy and Mark Wilf were not football guys when they bought the team. That wasn't, those weren't their qualifications. Their qualifications were because they had enough money in their bank account to, to buy the Vikings. So, uh, sometimes I feel like, they might need they might need a little you know like hey this is like we're gonna do what we do good and you do what you do good sometimes you know you, you own a team and you want them to do well and you think you know you've seen things over the years they've been owners for what like 15 years around that so they've seen things and like oh well we did this and then you know this back then maybe we should do try something similar to that and you, you go back and you're like well you know how successful have your teams been uh since you've been owner because uh, they haven't been very successful. They've been okay. They haven't been terrible, but they haven't been very good very often. So uh, I would like them to take a little bit of a step back, but we will see. They probably will. <laughs> uh, some of the other notable trades in this, uh, the Ravens, Bengals, Broncos, and Chargers all got A for their off seasons. The uh, in the NFC North, the Lions an A minus. The Packers got a B, uh, B minus, and the Bears got a C. Nobody in the league got lower than a C minus, which makes sense when you think about it because I don't think anybody totally like set their franchise on fire this off season. But um, yeah, you like just Texas don't know. Two too. years ago, you know. Yeah, but, you just don't know too. Like some of these, like Christian Kirk, that could prove to be a very good move that the Jaguars gave him a bunch of money, and he turns out to be really good. So we just don't know. Our second topic today, ESPN has dropped their latest power rankings. And ESPN, as you saw in our lead, is very negative. They don't, <laughs> they get this, Adam. They don't have the Vikings in the top five. No. They don't have them in the top 10 either. No. They don't even have them in the top 20. No. Like that is negative. So negative. But they have them 23rd yeah. coming into this season. They dropped Good. two spots from their post-free agency rankings. How offended are you? Because I am furious. Um, I, they didn't really... I, I looked at these. They don't really have an explanation for, for why they're 23rd. And uh, they just... Because they each, each time they do these power rankings, they have like a different activity, like a different writing exercise for each of their reporters. And this, this power rankings was like, which player... Which players benefited the most from what these teams did in the draft? And I think Kevin Seifert, who covers the Vikings now for ESPN, picks CJ Ham uh, as the beneficiary because the Vikings drafted like a tight end in the seventh round, didn't draft a fullback. So, you know, that, that must mean good things for him, even though the Rams offense last year doesn't really utilize a fullback. So I'm not sure how he benefited from 
that. Um, but 23rd, yeah, like I think they had the Commanders ahead of the Vikings. The Saints were ahead of the Vikings. And then some other teams ahead of them, you could argue. But 23rd seems a little low, like only nine teams are worse than the Vikings right now. Um, I would maybe put them, I don't know, 8, 17, 18 at the lowest. Um, but 23rd seems a little low. Maybe we're nitpicking here, but I think just like it's just a team that's only won fewer than eight games once in the last four seasons, and they bring back you know a very similar group to what they had at least last year. I think 23rd is just a little too low. Uh, and you know, well, we'll see if it's right. Hopefully, it's wrong, but if it's not, that means they get uh, like the number 10 pick. So <laughs> okay, maybe it's good. Then they could take like a nose tackle or something there, maybe <laughs> another corner. I don't a linebacker. Know. Don't need a quarterback. That's that's for sure. I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. What's interesting is they dropped two spots after the draft, and I don't know if that's because of what other teams did in the draft. Um, I don't know who was below them. I don't think. I don't think Detroit was above them in the power ranking, so it's not like they leapfrogged them. I didn't see the post free agency one, so I can't pretend to really right. have an, have a take there. But I mean, I think that draft is so polarizing that people either really like what they did or they absolutely hate it and go, "Why are you trading with the Packers?" Um, <laughs> I just it, it's so weird because I think a lot of people see the same things that we kind of see. And, and it comes off as negative, but it's the reality of it. Like I said, you have several players that are over the age of 30 or maybe even pushing the 30s, like Eric Kendricks, Harrison Smith. Um, you know, I was going to say Anthony Parr, but he's not on the team. Patrick Peterson, that's another yeah. one. Yeah. Like yeah. you have all these players who are getting older and like the Vikings didn't really do anything except for add pieces that can help them win in 2022 with Lewis seen and uh, Andrew Booth jr, which are players they needed, but it also seemed like, okay, what, what is your plan for beyond 2023, 2024? Like, are you just going to roll out Kirk cousins till he's 40? Are you going to just assume Dalvin cook is going to be the exception to the rule where running backs don't explode after the age of 26? Like, what is your long-term plan here? And maybe we'll see it once they hit the field with Kevin O'Connell. Maybe he just unleashes Justin Jefferson to some new dimension that we're not even aware of. Um, it, it just feels like a flat team that has to go out and prove it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you asked about, like, I don't know who was ranked ahead of him before, but the I, I just looked it up. The commanders in the last power ranking, the commanders were... Uh, 22nd and the Saints were 23rd and the Vikings were 21st. So they kind of like flip flopped a bunch of those. Mm -hmm. So they were, they were 21st in the last power ranking, which means I, I guess the Saints and commanders had better drafts than the Vikings. I mean, the Saints, what did they have? Four picks, but they did, tr they had two first rounders. They got Chris Olave and, uh, that offensive tackle and the commanders got Jahan Dotson and Sam Howell. So I guess. I don't, they liked what they did better. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that was enough for the Vikings to fall two spots, but apparently ESPN thinks different. Like this would have been so much better. Just explain why that's why we need this. Yeah. Like, why, why, why can't you just explain why each team is where they are? 
But let me tell you about yeah. CJ Ham because he's from Minnesota. Uh, Did you yeah. know he's from Minnesota too? He's actually from Duluth. Oh, yeah, wow. I don't know if you knew the trading yeah. company. Uh, I don't think they're based out of there. But <laughs> Duluth, Duluth's probably one of my favorite Minnesota cities, though. You got yeah. the bridge; it's got a name. I don't know what it is, but like the boats go <laughs> under it. You got you got grandmas up there. A you bridge got, like, that with boats go under. Wow, in Minnesota? Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it's it's a lot more exciting than it looks. Like Jesus, there's a lake in you Minnesota, know, Lake Superior thing, but you can't actually go in it. You'll freeze to death. But yeah, you know, well, in Minnesota, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, especially when it's right next to Canada. But uh, yeah, yeah, I I mean, like that's that's the other thing. It's like we talk about like getting excited for this team. We talk about everything that we should be looking forward to, and like. We're reading things like, well, the full draft really helped the fullback because they're going to put him in motion and stuff. Like, I, I like this in two ways. Like, one, I, I guess I like this and I hate this. That's what I'm saying. I like this in that, okay, CJ Ham, actually a good football player. For all the, all the times that I rag mm-hmm. on him, he is a good football player and he's versatile. Maybe Kevin O'Connell sees him uh, as like an H-back, like an Owen Daniels, Chris Cooley type, kind of that throwback where you could put him at fullback, mm-hmm. you can put him at tight end. Can move them all over. Illusion of complexity, which sounds like something pr- from Prestige Worldwide. Um, but you know, the other part is, why is the fullback the big winner? Shouldn't it be like Kirk Cousins because you got him a guard? Shouldn't it be like the defense because you drafted two members of the secondary? Like it, it just seems weird that we're still fixated on a fullback in a league that really isn't a big fan of fullbacks. Yeah, and uh, let's see. He's getting paid. CJ Ham is going to make two point seven million uh, this year with a cap hit of three point four five million, and he's probably going to get around ten to fifteen snaps a game if they keep it with five uh, receptions from Kirk Cousins, probably. But yeah, that yeah that that doesn't seem like a a wise way to. Invest your money. I know, I know people love CJ Ham. I know that the owners probably he's feel very similar. Right. Well, and he's he's just yeah. a good guy too. Uh, yes, very. So, like, I know these decisions, like to get rid of people that don't fit your offense, are hard to make. But when you come from a team that doesn't even, I don't even think the Rams had a fullback on their roster uh, last year. Um, but it's it's just like we can't just keep guys because they're nice or they're from Minnesota or they they don't you know they're okay like we need we need this regime to come in and like they're not attached to anybody like take no prisoner I'm sorry this is how it goes we're making we're building a Super Bowl winning team and if you're not part of our plan then you need to be gone so that's like but I feel like that hasn't been the approach it's been like oh well he's nice or like. You know, we would love him. He's 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 one of us, so we got to keep him. And it's like, no, that's not that's not how you build a, a a winner, like a really good, successful team. That's not how you build a winner. You get everyone who is the exact right fit for your team, like regardless of where they're from, how nice they are. Like, just you got to make tough decisions. And I think I think CJ Ham's still in danger of of making the roster for for the Vikings. So I, I wouldn't even put. Like I was kind of surprised that ESPN put him as like the most beneficial 
or like biggest beneficiary of this draft because I'm like, are we sure he's even making the team? Because he's a fullback and they don't really need a fullback. So I don't know. Lewisine uh, apparently is learning the names of all the lunch ladies in the uh, or lunch lunch ladies lunch men. There's probably mm-hmm. both of them in cafeteria, the cafeteria workers. Yeah. People in the hallway, everything else, like just trying to get to know people, try to be friendly. The anti Zimmer. It's defensive uh, rookie of the year. Right there. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause he's Can, nice. I don't, I don't know if uh, opposing players are going to think he's nice when he's like taking their head off up, up the middle of the field. Yeah. He's, but. he's, yeah. He's like a, yeah. He's like Anderson Dejo, but way better. <laughs> like he I'll actually say this about, pays attention i'll say this about the ham thing though too you mentioned that the rams didn't have a fullback last year and i I think everybody's like fixated on the rams because sean McVay and everything else yeah what if kevin o'connell's just a better guy with adjustments like mike zimmer square peg round hole basically if you didn't fit his scheme or whatever he wasn't gonna help you if you can't play cover two Sorry, I mean, if you can't play man to man, I should say we're not going to cover two unless it's absolutely necessary, like the 2020 team. Like, mm-hmm. if you can't uh, figure out who to block, Wyatt Davis, you're not playing the entire season. I feel like Kevin O'Connell is going to adapt to people's strengths. And that's why I don't think that Mike Zimmer would have drafted a player like Lewis Seen because he's, mm-hmm. he's kind of seen as this hybrid between safety and linebacker. And I don't think he would have adapted that. Like positionless football yeah. is like a whole nother galaxy brain thing for him. Although, like we had a positionless offensive line the past three years, <laughs> switching people from guard to tackle, tackle to guard, and everything else. But oh, you played I, I center. Mean, you, you can play offensive tackle. Played center. You can play fullback. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> dodge a wrench. Dodge a ball. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, Shoot. that's hilarious. I, I totally agree. I, I mean, I, I think that's one of the things we have to think about. Is Kevin O'Connell a guy that can adapt and use players like CJ Ham in a different way than the traditional, yeah. all right, you're going to be in the backfield, you're going to blow up the middle linebacker, and Dalvin Cook's going to get three yards? Like, I don't that know. Is, that, yeah, that, that is fair because, because, I mean, the guy, the number two tight end now is who, Johnny Munt. So it's not like they're, doesn't seem like they're Johnny investing a whole Munt. Yeah, it doesn't seem like they're investing a whole lot in the the tight ends or the fullbacks, anyways. So like, it's just you still need guys to fill roster spots. So maybe CJ Ham is kind of safe, but I just I I look at the the majority of teams in the league right now, like regardless of what what even the Rams did, and like not a whole lot of teams use a fullback anymore. Like the Ravens, the the Forty Niners, like. There aren't a lot. Um, hey, Bron Breaker was a uh, Ravens fullback. He so, was. I mean, we shouldn't crap on him too much. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I he was. I can't. I can't think of the actual Steiner name because he's Rick Steiner's son. But yeah, uh-huh. he. Uh, uh, that's that's yeah. cool. Um, was it the, worthless was it, wrestling uh, trivia? Wasn't uh, <laughs> welcome to the off season. <laughs> wasn't Laurinaitis? Wasn't he? Uh, wasn't his son? That one of the Road Warriors wasn't his son on like the Rams or something. Remember that? Yep, he was yeah. Rams. That just he popped might have in been my somewhere head. else too. But yeah, that yeah. popped in my head. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It'll be it'll be one of the. I think it'll be one of the things to watch, especially when they get onto like the practice field and camp to see like what kind of offenses are running in. It's like, is there really like a, a spot for CJ Ham? We've like 
we spent so much time talking about CJ. <laughs> so this is this is welcome to the off season and the off welcome season. to the We're off season. CJ yep. Ham like hot hot takes right now, man. This this is this is what's going on. All right, let's let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, topic number three. <laughs> let's let's just move on. Uh, Peter King thinks the Vikings could be a sneaky threat to go deep in the playoffs. Now, his big logic had nothing to do with that. He just kind of slipped that in there. He but, did. Uh, he was discussing, shocker, the trades the Vikings made in the draft. And this is what he wrote. It comes down to this. The Vikings started the draft with two picks in the top 70. By the time day two was over, they'd made four picks in the top 70. And they were able to, in Adolfo Mensa's words, do more about the basket of problems we were trying to solve than if they sat at 12 and picked Kyle Hamilton. This is just me, but knowing what I know and the alternatives the new GM had, I'd have been disappointed if I just sat and picked. Williams could turn out to be a great receiver and he could torment the Vikings. But if three of those four players become valued starters over the next four to five years, it's a win for Minnesota. I agree with that. Like mm-hmm. if, if three of the three out of these got four guys hit, like we're looking at this going, okay, that was, that was a great trade. And we saw in that war room video, Kevin O'Connell looked at Ziggy and said, Hey, we believe the sweet spot in this draft is from pick 32 to like 70. Right. Yeah. So the Vikings did what they wanted to accomplish. I just don't know about this whole, I, I'll put it this way. I could see the Vikings making a playoff run, even though Peter King didn't like say why I could see it happening, but um, yeah, I'll let you kind of give your take first and, and just see, see what you think, because yeah, For, overall I, the Vikings could get in and they could get hot and yeah. You never know. Yeah. First, uh, did you see them sweating out uh, Lewis scene, making it to to 32? I did. did you see that part where they're like, Quasi's like, Oh well, here we go. And they're like the Bengals. Who they pick? They pick, the Bengals picked a safety. They're like, whoo! Uh, but they they were stoked that they got seen. Like they they had their eyes on them the whole time. So that's 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 good. And they they saw that they could get they got more assets, and they still got the guy that that they wanted, uh, which is always good. But as far as the Vikings being a sneaky threat to make a deep playoff. Run, uh, it's not impossible. I think you look at the NFC and you have what the Rams, Bucks, and Packers at the top. Then after that, I mean, there's no like definitive like this is the team that's gonna like keep the Vikings out of the playoffs or from making a run. Like they can beat the Eagles, they can beat the Cowboys, they can beat the Saints, they can beat they can they almost beat the Cardinals last year with a team that's that could have been worse. Uh, they can beat the Niners. They can beat uh, I don't I, any other team really. Like the NFC is not a stacked like conference. Like the AFC is going to be next year. The AFC is going to be a bloodbath. Um, and the, the the team that's number eight in the AFC is going to be like could be like the second best team in the NFC probably next season. Um, so. I don't think he's going on a limb here. I also know that Peter King wouldn't say something like this if he didn't truly believe it. Um, and he has been doing this job for a long time. So I, I respect his opinion on things. And there's a reason why a lot of people uh, read what he writes every week. Um, 
So I, it's not impossible to me. I wouldn't put any money on it. Uh, but it, mostly because I just don't like burning my money. Um, but uh, it could happen. I'll just put it that it could happen because I just don't think the NFC is very deep next season. That's all. Yeah, my Byron Buxton uh, for MVP bet isn't looking so great. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about lighting hey, money on fire. Long, it's May. It's a long season. It's plus twelve hundred odds. Yeah, I yeah. mean that that's that's pretty good to just throw some cash down and see what, what happens. Uh, what, or actually, did, I think I bet was plus twenty five hundred. So hey, Fernando Tatis going to come back soon. So go watch out for that. But he's in. Is the, he going to come riding know. in on his motorcycle or what? Oh wow! Had to do Sorry, that, huh? <laughs> had to go there. So I start, I started thinking about this a little bit and like, we're all like, okay, what did the Rams do? What did the Rams do? Like the, the Rams because Tom McVay, right? Mm-hmm. We even did this last week. We're like, well, why, how could the Vikings be the Rams next year? But then I started thinking about like other members of the Sean McVay coaching tree. So like the Bengals, right? Like mm-hmm. when the season started, everybody thought the Bengals were going to suck. And then all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl. They're, and they beat the Vikings, uh, you know, Another second of protection away from Jamar Chase running into the end zone and beating yep. the Rams. But, you know, I, I think the Bengals were a little bit further behind than the Vikings are right now. And, mm. you know, Kirk Cousins is in Joe Burrow. I'm sorry to offend the Cousins stands. Like, he's not on the same level. He's good. Like, he's not complete trash, but he's he's not Joe Burrow. So let's say that sim- out there right I'd now. I'd say similar skill set. Totally different mentality. Just sure. Like Joe Burrow yeah. Joe Burrow's already light years ahead of like the mentality aspect of being a quarterback. Definitely physically similar Kirk's, skills. Yeah. 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 He's a top five quarterback physically. Mentally, yeah. I don't know. But um <laughs> bottom five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe a little high. Yeah, bottom five might not be a stretch. Um yeah. <laughs> I think the better example, though, is what Matt LaFleur has done with the Packers yeah. because he was in L.A. He went on to be the Rams mm-hmm. or excuse me, the Titans offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, who would want to hire the guy who decided to run Deion Lewis over Derrick Henry for <laughs> half a season? <laughs> but it, it's turned out because the Packers underachieved in those two final years under Mike McCarthy. There were injuries. Rodgers broke his collarbone in 2017. Um, it just didn't gel the following year, and Aaron Rodgers looked miserable. So, I mean, they bring in a new coach. And, I mean, you can kind of see that parallel with the Vikings where, yeah, Mike Zimmer, better coach than Mike McCarthy. He worked once upon a time, though. Same with McCarthy. He worked, got them a Super Bowl, and that's why he was there so long. Zimmer didn't have yeah. the Super Bowl, but he was a good enough coach to stick around. In the so miracle. you have this underachieving team, and they also had pieces. Because you obviously have Aaron Rodgers, who's one of the greatest mm-hmm. running or quarterbacks of all time. You have a strong running game with Aaron Jones. Uh, you add AJ Dillon to the mix once LaFleur gets there. You have an elite wide receiver in Devontae Adams, and you have a elite offensive line, which the Vikings obviously don't have. <laughs> but you know, I, I mean, they have. I, I the one thing that they have going for them is their tackles, Brian, uh, yeah. Brian O'Neill yeah. and Kristen Derrissaw. So that is something that they can lean on and build off of. Once they get the interior figured out, that could be a very good offensive line. Their defense when LaFleur took over was 
pitiful, though. It was mm-hmm. bad. They had to add Rashawn Gary. They had to add some younger players in there. They had to get some new blood. And that is how I feel the Vikings are very similar. So Matt LaFleur comes in. He wins 13 games in back-to-back seasons. Yeah, he chokes in the playoffs. But there's no reason the Vikings can't do that. I mean, if they draft well, if they get, I mean, if Lewis C makes an impact immediately, if Andrew Booth ascends to a starting spot and can stay healthy, like that team can get elevated. I picked them to win. I, we both picked them to win 10 wins last week. Maybe yep. they get to 11. Maybe they get to 12. Maybe they win the NFC North. That, I, like we saw with the Bengals. If you get that home game in round one, that's an easy step toward making a playoff run. I think. The Packers are the blueprint that the Vikings should follow here. And I'm not surprised if Kevin O'Connell looks at this the same way and goes, we need to be more like the Packers, which makes everybody throw up in their mouth because, oh my God, why would you want to beat Green Bay? Okay, they're a successful organization. They, they are. So in the, in the regular, in the regular season recently. Yeah. <laughs> but they get so, there. So you want to be, the yeah, Vikings have done the right. So you want to be, you want to be even better. Than the pack. Yes. You want to get, get to their level and then even surpass that, which is a good goal to have. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, you you bring up a lot of good good points because the Vikings offense is structured very similar similar similarly to how the Packers uh were when LaFleur arrived. Uh the the one glaring difference is the quarterback. because uh, I mm-hmm. would say that Aaron Rodgers is much better in a lot of ways than Kirk Cousins. And that's that's really important. That that's gonna make or break you know, how successful the Vikings are next year. Uh, is Kevin O'Connell going to treat uh, Kirk Cousins more like Jared Goff or is he going to treat him more like Matthew Stafford? Like that's, that's what we're going to find out uh, next season. And if it's more Jared Goff, then we're going to get a lot more Dalvin cook and he's probably going to get hurt. And then we're going to have Alexander Madison. It's going to be stuff we've already seen, but if it's more Matthew Stafford, then, you know, it could be a pretty fun year with Irv Smith getting in the mix and, and Adam Thielen and even even uh, what KJ uh, KJ Osborne getting in there um, and of course Justin Jefferson. Um, but yeah, I think following you know just following I would say following the Packers lead. I wouldn't say to do everything that they do. Didn't wasn't uh, Mike Pettin? Wasn't he the defensive coordinator that that Lafleur hired? He was. So he's he's with the Vikings now. They have Zedarius Smith, so they're just gonna just they're just gonna next year whoever's free for the Packers is gonna resign. They're, they're gonna the Vikings are gonna sign them, keep bringing them over here, and eventually they'll just have like all their players, and so they'll just be you know Aaron Rodgers will eventually come over to the Vikings. They'll have like a Favre esque run, and then they'll win thirteen games and and get in in the playoffs. Uh, but no, no, um, but yeah, I I I think. There's reason to be optimistic about the Vikings. There's also reason to have plenty of concern because of the lack of changes we've talked about so many times that they have have not made uh, this offseason. It's just it's a lot of the same, and the Vikings are banking on their coaching staff and training staff to be what makes a difference. And sometimes it does, but a lot of times, and sometimes, or I'm I'm just curious to see like how many times that has happened with a rookie head coach because I feel like it's not very often because you you talked about Zach Taylor and the Bengals were terrible his first year uh, and his second year but you talk about Matt Lafleur and the Packers were really good his first year Sean McVay the Rams were really good his first year so 
it just depends. There's just a lot of unknown. Like, I feel like we won't really know until November how good this Vikings team really is. Because I feel like unless they start like 0-3 or 0-4, we're really not going to, we're really just not going to know. So it's going to be, I'm, I'm excited. Like, I'm still excited about the season, mm-hmm. but I'm just, I just, I really don't know what to expect because we just, we just we don't know. And I think it makes it more fun that the Vikings are opening up against the Packers because of that. I mean, right. I, I don't really like the fact that they're going to play them right away with everybody kind of needing to adjust to that new system. But I also feel like, you know, th- that's an added element. Like if Kevin O'Connell beats the Packers in his first game, like there are going to be people that are going to want to build a statue outside of U.S. Bank Stadium. Just, hey, but. Didn't they get blown out? Didn't the Packers get blown out in week one last year? They, they played the they Saints did. in Jacksonville. I was going to say it was the Jaguars, but you're right. It was the Saints playing yeah. in Jacksonville because like of a hurricane. Like 38 to 7. And everyone's like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, he's. He's too focused on all the other stuff. He's not not focused, and then he won MVP again. So, week one, they week one twice. is week one is always so ridiculous. Like with the games, like it's just so stupid. I think the Jaguars won like two years ago. Was it like twenty? Yeah, twenty twenty. They won their game in week one, and then they lost like the next fifteen. So, like <laughs> week one is, is just stupid. But yeah, I'm I'm excited about next season. I, I'm I'm gonna I'm this is this is what happens. We continue to get more optimistic as time goes by. We get our hopes up, and then we get let down. It's just this natural and reality cycle. slaps us in the face. And then sometimes we have that's, seasons that's like punch, but whatever. 2017, like like here's a way to look at it too, where where people will be like, oh, the Vikings aren't gonna be that good. Like okay, uh, 98. How many people thought the Vikings yeah. were gonna go on their run? No, 2017. Nope. Yeah, 2017. I remember it well. Bradford goes down. Peterson I, goes down. How many people thought I got that was going to tickets happen? to the opener for 50 bucks because people were just, it was a Monday night and people didn't want to go. Packers. Packers, right? Huh? Uh, oh, no, no, Saints. that was the Saints. Saints. I'm thinking the 20 Bradford game when Bradford came over. But yeah, 2017 against Adrian Peterson and the Saints. But yeah, you just got to look at it like, you just never know. I don't like taking that approach all the time because I'd rather have them just be consistent. Mm-hmm. But but you have those seasons, or, or like the Bengals last year. No one, people thought they would be better, but no one thought they were going to the Super Bowl. No one thought they were going to be Chiefs in the AFC Championship, but they did. So you never know. And that's why they play the games. <laughs> so that's all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast tonight. We're here every Monday and Thursday night right here at 6.15 p.m. Central Time on our YouTube channel. For Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad, and we will see you Thursday night. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.